What's up? This is Makad Brooks. I'm playing James the Bridge Olsen. That's right. And you are listening to Supergirl Radio. Supergirl Radio. Super, 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 Supergirl Radio. Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Gladden. And for this episode of the podcast, we are going to revisit some storylines that have been dropped and the forgotten characters who have disappeared from Supergirl. <laughs> um, this topic was suggested to us by uh, a user on Twitter uh, by the name of at Madtown Davidson, who tweeted at us back in December writing, quote, I would love for Derby Kid and Mojo Tastic to do a podcast where they break down the most infamous drop storylines out-of-nowhere plots, and missing stories from the show's history, unquote. So at Madtown Davidson, this podcast episode is for you because that was a great suggestion. <laughs> we are very excited about this topic because I do think that this is something we, we need to explore. There's a lot of people on that island somewhere <laughs> in that yurt all living together. Oh my gosh, what if they all had a yurt somewhere? What if it's all the same yurt? Could you imagine that living situation? Like... <laughs> Cat Grant, Jeremiah Danvers, and Maxwell Lord. I don't know. No one comes out of that alive, right? <laughs> Could they do a Big Brother TV series <laughs> with the forgotten characters of Supergirl? That would be fantastic. I would watch that so hard maybe we could uh pitch that that'd be another thing on our list of free ideas that we give to the writers of supergirl um but yeah that might be where they are we don't know we don't have any reason to believe that's not where they are <laughs> so it definitely we have be. no evidence to the contrary so <laughs> so we're just gonna we're gonna go and with that until someone uh explains to us differently and gives us reasons to not believe that anymore. <laughs> so we'll just we'll just imagine that they are all in some yurt together somewhere arguing about who is in the bathroom. <laughs> um, so uh, so Morgan, I, um, I I think we should just kind of get into some of the storylines because there are a couple of big storylines that were sort of introduced and then they went away and they weren't really revisited. Um, uh, so we can talk about some of those things. What do you think is one of the the, the biggest storylines that dropped that you would like to see come back into the show's uh, s- story plots or the, the show's canvas? What, what would you like to see come back? So the search for Jeremiah Danvers, I feel like I would like that to come back because it had some like emotional resonance, especially for Alex. Um, but also, I feel like it doesn't make anybody look like great people that they were just like, 
<laughs> we'll find you, Dad. Don't worry. I'll look until the ends of the... Oh, oh, hello over there. And then they just, like, wander off. It's like they got um, they got distracted and then never came back to it. But it's for, like, for Alex and, uh, and her mom even, like, that's... Uh, that's Alex's dad. Like, like you would think that she would have more concern about it. You think it would come up more often. Like he, they, they just accept it that he's like in the wind, like really fast. They're like, well, you know what? Nothing you can do about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it is, it is unfortunate because Alex did find him at one point. They did reconnect and then he went away again. And now, granted, a lot of things have happened since that reunion. There was the whole Qu- Queen Rhea situation with the Daxmite invasion. There is now the whole world killer situation where uh, Kara has had a vision of the world being on fire. So things are a little, you know, there are things that are, are taking priority for Alex. Uh, the search for Jeremiah Danvers maybe could come later. Maybe when things calm down a little bit, they can get back to that. But it is strange that they never talk about it. Yeah, like maybe it would just help to have her occasionally like talk about like, oh, I there was a spotting of dad or something. You know, something where we, we, we find out that she's sort of tracking or trying to find him or doing any work at all on this. I, I get it. Like I, I drop projects really at the drop of a hat. <laughs> I can't stick with anything. I, that's why I'm a very bad video game player. I just like leave my video game characters in corners to die. <laughs> so I, like, like Alex, I get it. It's hard, but <laughs> it does. It feels like such a drop storyline because, I, because I think the problem wasn't that like, I think that they hyped it up too much when they started that storyline. I think that there was an idea that it was going to be a much bigger ongoing storyline. And then they just kind of quietly shuffled it to the side. But like whenever you have a character that's like, don't worry, I'll never stop looking. And then they like immediately stop looking. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the the Titanic. I'll never let go as she's like, like throwing him off of her you know like (laughs) i mean you are letting go right now (laughs) like alex is like i'm never gonna stop looking i'm always gonna i'm gonna try to find my you know my father and then she's like or not and what's crazy is that he the i think the last time we saw him he we found out that he was sort of a cyborg that he had something done to him there was a lot of mystery and intrigue about what had happened with Jeremiah Danvers. And I would like to have some of those questions answered. I would want, you know, I would want more, uh, I would want further exploration of what's going on with him. What does that mean for him now? Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Is he a double agent? We, we kind of got some clues about those things, but we never got real answers. And I think Alex was struggling to figure out if she could trust him or not. And so those are the things I do think would be very emotionally um, interesting to see for her character. And I I do think it's unfortunate that they haven't been able to, whether it be uh, time-wise in terms of the story, figuring out a place to put this with everything else that's going on in the season, or maybe Dean Kane is really busy and they can't get him to Vancouver. Maybe it's a you know an actor scheduling situation. Um, but 
it, I don't know. I, I think you you brought up Eliza, and that could be something that they could explore as well. Is what's going on with Eliza? Is she searching for Jeremiah? You know, you you could you could go that route if you wanted to, as well. So yeah, I, I think the the search for Jeremiah Danvers and the I guess the lack of search the. Uh, uh, discontinued investigation is one of the the bigger drop storylines from the show. And I think it's it's also a shame just because I think there's so much like interesting character stuff that could come from that storyline where some of the other storylines that they've dropped I'm I'm kind of more okay with. It's like okay, that's fine. But this one I think would be a nice juicy storyline. We don't like you said we don't know like his whole backstory, his like what his whole deal is, and there's there'd be so much with Car and Alex and and uh, and Eliza, and so there'd be a lot of good stuff if they uh, if and when they get back to that. Here's my pitch for season four. Yes. So we've had two seasons now. Well, actually three. So at the end of season one, we get the possible Kryptonian takeover of the Earth with Nan and Astra and all that stuff with Indigo, all that stuff. Then season two happens, and we get Daxmites who are trying to take over the world and gain control. Then season three, we have the world killers who show up, and they are wanting power and wanting their sense of justice and getting rid of all the sin in the world, whatever that means according to their morals. So season four, I'm just saying, maybe could not have an invasion of some kind. Maybe we could go away from that because we've had three seasons of that. So maybe, <laughs> here's my suggestion, is a season-long road trip. Yes. <laughs> Already I'm on board. <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe this would be too much for a full season. But I, I would love it if they could stretch it out to where Kara and Alex and whoever else, maybe James and Wynn could come they could all hop in a, an RV or something and go across the country looking for Jeremiah Danvers. And every stop along the way would be a new situation. Maybe they would encounter a new alien threat or they would have to uh, stop some, some Supergirl villain that happens to be in that town at that point in time. And that could, it, almost sort of like um, uh, the way Veronica Mars was structured in the first two seasons. I really liked the way that show structured things because you had this big overall mystery, but then each episode would be its own self-contained story, but it it all fed into the larger arc. So my my pitch for season four would be a, a season-long road trip, but every episode you would go to a new town. You would go try, you would follow another lead for Jeremiah Danvers to figure out where he is because you're, maybe the, maybe they're tracking him. Maybe they kind of know where he is, but he's, he's evading them left and right and so every city every little town they go to has some new threat that they have to tackle so it would give the show a fresh feel because it wouldn't just wouldn't be a constant invasion and they could weave the jeremiah danvers storyline back into the uh story of the show my apologies if you can hear the big jumbo military jet probably this flying over my house Maybe uh, on in season four, 
they could they could have an episode where they're flying in a jet. They're flying in jumbo jets. They're taking the ghost train. Yeah. <laughs> they they basically just uh just get everything that makes loud noises while we're trying to podcast. Motorcycles also have <laughs> presented themselves. Everybody's on a motorcycle for some reason. Why are they on a motorcycle in a jet? I don't know. I mean, Kara can fly, but maybe in one episode she rides a motorcycle just because she can. I'm just saying. They did that at one point in season one when they were going to go after Jeremiah Danvers. Alex yeah, Alex hopped on true. a motorcycle. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. So that's my suggestion. I think if you wanted to really fully dig into the Jeremiah Danvers mystery, that I think would be a cool way to do it. But maybe that's not feasible for a season-long arc. But that's kind of what I, I think would be cool to see. That would be really cool. I think the Jeremiah Danvers storyline, I don't know if we would both agree, but I think for me, that's the biggest drop storyline of the show. I think so too. Although I have to say, I miss Maxwell Lord. It might just be that uh, I liked the actor, but the way that that character, that character and the lanes just dropped wholesale out of the show with no explanation. <laughs> That has always uh, felt like a bit of a a drop storyline because Maxwell was a huge part of the first season and then suddenly he was gone and no one ever talked about him. Uh, Much the way um, our good friend and uh, friend of the podcast, Snapper Carr, (laughs) dropped out of the show, (laughs) dropped out of the show this season. Um, He is MIA. Who knows where Snapper is? Who knows what he is doing? But they I think they had one line one time about Snapper. And but it it just feels like if a character is in a good amount of episodes and they're not going to be on the show anymore, um, maybe acknowledge that a little bit more than one line (laughs) where like we came back from season uh, from season one into season two. Uh, Maxwell Lord is just gone and, uh, and that was it. And we didn't, uh, they had, they were queuing up some storyline at the end of the first season with Maxwell Lord and General Lane, and they were going to do some experiments on something. I mean, that's gone. We're like, that's never coming back. (laughs) Yeah. That I think would have been a really cool storyline to see what was going on with Maxwell Lord and the government, because General Lane had had some previous experience with the Red Tornado experiment and some of the stuff that he was doing with that. So I would have been interested in seeing what General Lane and Maxwell Lord would have been cooking up together because at the end of season one, they do have the Omega Hadron or Hadron, whatever way you want to pronounce that. They do have alien technology at their disposal. So something could have come from that if they wanted to explore it. Yeah, it just felt like um, a missed opportunity. Like, I guess it was a, definitely a victim of the move from CBS to the CW and from L.A. to uh, Vancouver. Beautiful, sunny Vancouver. Uh, <laughs> but I, I felt like I wish the show had done a little bit of a better job at like kind of formally shuffling that off the board instead of just being like, yeah, we're never seeing that again. And I, I guess I don't know enough in terms of, you know, the behind the scenes or how some of that stuff works, because obviously they did they were able to bring Callista Flockhart back for a few episodes, even if she couldn't 
come for a full season. If she wasn't uh, willing to completely relocate to Vancouver, she was available for a certain amount of episodes. Well, maybe they could do a little, you know, half-season arc with General Lane and Maxwell Lord and bring them back just for a little while um, if they wanted to do that. And I think for me, in terms of the Lane family, I think my biggest disappointment, which I think, again, is due to the move um, from networks and city locations, is Lucy. I think they could have done some really cool stuff with Lucy Lane because... I th- in my personal opinion, I think season one was heavily influenced by Sterling Gates's Supergirl comic book run, and Lucy Lane plays a really big part in that run because she eventually becomes Superwoman, and Superwoman is a villain of sorts, and she um, has some entanglements with Supergirl, and I think that would have been a really cool thing to do with Lucy. You know, you could, and maybe they're doing a little bit of that kind of stuff with Lena now where they have these two characters who are friends, but at some point, maybe they will split off and become enemies. Maybe that might happen with Lena. Who knows? But I think that's what inevitably, I think, at least what I would have done with the Lucy characters. I would have had Lucy, because Lucy and Carr were on good terms at the end of season one. Lucy knew her secret. Um, Things were cool about everything with James. Everything was, you know, they, they were friends. It was fine. But maybe they could have expanded that to where maybe Lucy, I don't know, got jealous or she has this technology that gives her superpowers and she has this cool, you know, uh, super suit that she gets to wear and she can fly and do all this stuff. I would have I would have liked to seen seen that. I, I think that that would have been a really cool thing to do with the Lucy character. And what's interesting to me is that I just uh, saw that uh, Jenna, who played Lucy, she did a live stream just last month, January 2018. She did a live stream where she talked about Lucy Lane becoming Superwoman. I don't know if that was something that she thought was going to happen to her version of the character on the show or if she just knew that from the comics. But I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, Jenna. You didn't get to do that. And I really liked Jenna in that role, too. I thought she was great. Yeah, I thought she ended up, uh, you know, I, I kind of had to get used to her for, uh, for a little bit. But I thought she did a really good job of making the connection from uh, Jimmy, as she called him. I know he is James on the show, but <laughs> she called him Jimmy. He is a grown man. He is James, the grown man, Olsen. But she was his connecting point to Metropolis. And I always thought that that was a really neat dynamic that she was the person who knew him before uh, he came to National City. Like, Kat knew him before National City, but they didn't really talk a lot about their past uh, before Catco. So I, thought, I, always, I always thought that was really cool because you had a, a, a person who knew James before he became James. And so that would have been another uh, aspect of the Lucy character you could have explored as well as her past with James and why they came to be together and all that kind of thing. And then, of course, you could have brought Lois on and explored that dynamic. And um, but, yeah, I think that the lanes that that really that hurts because, <laughs> because I, I really liked uh, seeing General Lane. I thought that they had a really you know, there was a contentious thing that happened there with James. Like, General Lane did not like James. So uh, I thought some of that, that would have been really cool to see moving forward if they continued with it. Yeah, that was a shame. I mean, if we're going to talk about 
uh, James storylines, I feel like the uh, one of the ultimate drop storylines of Supergirl thus far, the car and James romance, which literally just dropped out of nowhere. <laughs> that was one of my my weirdest, I think, TV watching experiences. Watching that them just break up in that was it was it in the first episode of season two where they break up? I think so. It was such a bizarre. I'd never seen a show work so hard to get a cat like a couple together to spend like an entire season on a couple, and then uh, like just be like, never mind. In the first episode of the next <laughs> season, it's it's they didn't even. You would think that if they were like, you know what, this is a we we invested too much time in this relationship it's not really working for us you would think that they would put them together give them a couple an episode or two and then break them up which is like what shows usually do but no this was just they were like you know what actually not that into you (laughs) it was the strangest thing yeah they didn't really give them a chance to figure that out it just it really was a fast turnaround because at the end of season one, they have that kiss. Things seem to be going somewhere. And then at the beginning of season two, they're like, nah, I think we're better off as friends. It was very strange. Um, and I I don't know. I don't, there, there was some stuff. They did a few good things, I think, with the Guardian stuff. Because there was a little bit of a secret that he was keeping from Kara. So there was some good Cara James stuff, but I I personally would like to see maybe maybe not so much going back to their romance, but it would be nice to see Cara and James maybe hanging out or you know having some some friendship time, getting to do some things. I, I would like to see them kind of going back into the, each other's sphere of influence and and being a part of each other's lives again because I think that's a little bit missing. Um, of course, James. We haven't seen a whole lot of him uh, in, much, in much of any storyline. So I, I I would like to see him, you know, come come more to the forefront. And maybe he will with his relationship with Lena. Maybe that will give him uh, something to, to do for the second half of season three. But... But yeah, I, I would I would love to see James and, and Carr being a little more invested in, in each other's you know lives. Yeah, me too. I agree because I feel like when they dropped that romance, they sort of dropped those characters interacting with each other on any kind of regular basis. Then it became with the Guardian storyline. We did get some some Carr and James stuff, but. F- for the most part, it was more James and Wynn stuff. Yeah, we started to see those two interact more often. And I'm, I, I don't, I'm not saying that like characters should only interact with like one or two other people because I like to see the cast uh, get to interact with with uh, like characters interact that don't usually get a lot of screen time together. But uh, but it does feel like you know after they got rid of that romance, we just don't see. Uh, Cara and James just hanging out. Um, we know that they're friends because uh, they tell us they're friends. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't really see them, like, spending time together or hanging out. Like, I feel like in the early episodes of season two when they were saying, like, oh, Lena and, and Cara are, are such good friends. 
it was kind of the same thing. But now we actually see Lena and Kara hang out like quite a bit. Like I buy that they're friends because we see them being friends. I would like to see more of uh, a Kara and Wynn being friends. Uh, Kara and James being friends. Also Kara and Wynn, honestly. Yeah, oh, yeah, Wynn. totally. <laughs> like where has he been too? He's, he's, uh, he hasn't gotten much, uh, much spotlight this season. Speaking of Wynn... We uh, don't see much from his girlfriend anymore, Lyra. Whatever happened to her? Are they still dating? <laughs> that's that's a good question. She is a, she is a drop storyline in that until you mentioned her just now, I had completely forgotten about her, <laughs> much like the writers. So that is a good question. Are they still together? Have they broken up? Is she doing anything? Is she uh, doing super heroics? Does she ever help Wynn and James anymore? What what's she up to? Is she hanging out in the unnamed alien bar? What's happening with Lyra? We have not seen her at all. So that uh, that I think is a character. If they want to keep pursuing that, maybe that would be a character I would like to see come back on and, and doing something. If if they want to, maybe maybe I mean Lyra and Wynn were pretty. <laughs> they seemed like an odd couple. That and they moved very quickly. They did. Maybe things just you know, had a burning out period. Maybe they were just like, I think we've gone as far as we can with this relationship. I don't know. Maybe they had to break up at some point. Maybe she had to leave Earth. I don't know. But it does seem strange that they never talk about her anymore. Wynn does seem to have a a thing for the bad girls, but she, Lyra seemed uh, like she had some unresolved anger issues (laughs) maybe that finally broke them up (laughs) that's true he does have a a weird knack of getting involved with super crazy ladies uh so that that would be something uh if if they don't want to if they don't want to or can't bring lyra back maybe they could keep uh, going with that, I would. I think that would be a fun pattern to keep uh, going with. That maybe when gets involved with these these women who are are a uh, uh, little less stable than he is. Uh, that would be uh, something that you could you could go with another story. Um, and speaking of when the toy man thing hasn't really been brought up much anymore oh that's true we had that one great episode where toy man was he was so good toy man came on he was awesome and we got a little more of Wynn's backstory but that hasn't really i think we might get some of that in the next part of season three so hopefully we'll get some good Wynn stuff coming i feel like i saw jeremy jordan tweet or insta i don't know one of one of facebook i don't know one of the uh the social medias uh, about that there is a big win episode coming um, in the back half. So I'm excited about that. So we could either get some Toy Man stuff. We could get some stuff with, uh, I know uh, Laurie Metcalf was cast as his mother. Maybe we get stuff with his mom. Maybe Lyra comes back. We don't know. Uh, but I think getting to see more from Win would be something I would very much welcome um, in the next part of the season. Um, are there any other storylines that you you felt like you just have a lot of burning questions about that you have you have these unresolved issues before we get talking about some other characters or uh, what 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 are your thoughts on any of the other uh, actual drop storylines? Yeah, let me see. So you have on this document a car as a cat co reporter, which yeah, they haven't been doing a 
they have kind of backed away from that as well, I think. I had that one as a question because I didn't know if that was an actual dropped storyline. I don't know if that's how you feel about it. I mean, she's still working, but there's not a lot of emphasis on it. There wasn't much of it last season, but at least last season she was butting heads with Snapper. She was engaging with, you know, her editor and she had an episode where she actually did go and ask questions <laughs> she, and she, interviewed people. She had, she had that one reporter episode. <laughs> that one uh, that one episode that was called Ace Reporter uh, oh, so that you so that you knew it was a reporting episode. Did she have a, a did she have a reporter episode this season? I'm trying to remember. My memory is terrible. But I, I'm not remembering much of anything. She Every now and then she'll talk about, oh, my contact down at the NCPD, which I'm like, is that Maggie? Like, who's your contact? <laughs> it would be great if it was Maggie. Maggie was like, please know another person here. <laughs> <laughs> Things have gotten weirder now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so every now and then she'll drop something like that. But again, I think it's one of those things where the storyline of the season has gotten so big. Like the the scheme of things is so grand that they don't have a lot of time or they can't really put a lot of effort into some of the smaller things like Kara's job. Yeah, like, like her job. I think, I, I almost think it worked better in season one when she was an assistant to Cat Grant because I never questioned like, if she was ducking out to do something, I never questioned, like, doesn't she have an assignment that's done, that's due? Like, does she ever, like, when does she actually get her work done? Because <laughs> because it did seem plausible that she could get somebody to cover for her or that she could, like, d- like figure it out some other way. But with, like, with her being a... a cat co-reporter it does kind of feel like does she ever write any articles does she uh like when does she do any of this stuff that's the thing that i wish i could see more and i i think maybe i'm bringing my lois and clark the new adventures of superman baggage into this because that show did a really great job i think of showing the reporting aspect of the characters of lois and clark mixing it in with the adventure and the action of the episode and granted that show was a little cheesier and it was you know back in the day things have changed you know the the way tv is done is a little more fast-paced and um you you might not be able to get away with some of the things that they did on lois and clark nowadays uh because people i think expect more complicated storylines and um you know more layered writing that kind of thing but I think what what I wish we could see with Kara is maybe actually doing some reporting where, she, and I think I've said this on the podcast before because we I just keep putting it out there just in case someone <laughs> will hear me. I like it when Kara makes a connection with someone and when she actually has a uh, personal intimate time with somebody, like episodes like Bizarro where she um, has to make a connection with someone and and be a part of their lives. And that, that I think, would be a, 
a great opportunity to use and highlight her aspect of, you know, the aspect of her being a reporter is maybe she's investigating something. Maybe she is writing a, you know, a story, you know, to highlight someone's life, something like that, where you could really dig into Kara meeting some, meeting one of the people, meeting, meeting a national city citizen who needs help or is doing something great in the city. Um, that kind of thing I think would be really cool, but I just don't think that they have the opportunity with these big storylines to really focus on something smaller because they've got so much else going on. So I think the reporting aspect of the show has taken a hit just because there's so much else going on. Yeah, I agree. Are there any any other storylines you wanted to bring up before? Because uh, there are some characters uh, that, <laughs> that I kind of want to hit that um, maybe didn't have storylines that were missing, but there are some characters that um, that I want all the to all the up. characters in the yurt, all the characters that are just hanging out in the yurt. I think those are the major drop storyline. I can't think of any other ones. I feel like somebody's gonna tweet us and be like, "You forgot this one." Please, but, t- please, I mean, tweet please tweet us. Please tweet us if we forgot a really good drop storyline. Um, tweet us because. I, I love I kind of love the drop storylines. I mean, we could do a part two and a part three of this uh, just topic. continuation. <laughs> this this could be a, a topic that we revisit every now and then. Just uh, tweet us, email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. Let us know the the storylines that you wish would come back, the characters you wish would come back. Um, but for for now, I think those are kind of the big storylines that I, I felt were physically dropped like they are no longer a part of the aspect of the show anymore um but there are some characters that i really wanted to see more of who got introduced in episodes but then disappeared so i don't know if you remember it it was in the toy man episode morgan where um we get introduced to a character named cameron chase and uh she was one of the D- DEO agents, um, and she is one of the big DEO agents in the comics. There's a whole, like, graphic novel trade paperback about Cameron Chase. And to me, when I was doing research about the DEO before the show started, I really dug her character and her whole aspect of the um you know, the culture of the DEO, all of the people, you know, all of the other agents, the director. I've talked about Director Bones on the podcast before. He's that director of the DEO who is like uh, basically a skull guy who smokes cigars. <laughs> um, he's a weird character. I would love to see those kinds of agents come back a little more. I know it's probably another actor scheduling thing, but I would like to see Ka- Cameron Chase show back up. And and help them with cases if that was possible. Yeah, I don't. I I actually don't remember that character very much at all. But that would be cool. I think we're sort of like insular now on in the DEO in that it's just it's Alex and it's Win and it's John and that's all we ever see. It would be nice to see like what else is going on in the DEO. Like we always joke about, you know, let's spend some time with, uh, with Pam and HR, but like, seriously, let's spend some time with some of the other, it would be nice to, to have some other characters in the DEO who exist, um, who are doing other things that kind of come into the story. Um, sort of like, I, I like parks and recreations, 
the the sitcom created this whole world where um, characters would come in and come out just kind of like they would in any town. And um, I, I would lo- I love to see that more with like the DEO where maybe we get some background characters like we like the background characters that we obsess about, like Brian the alien <laughs> where, <laughs> or, or snapper car. Like uh, the more small characters that you have, the more lived in a world feels be- because it's not like it's like, oh, everybody else is just background play, like background actors in this television show. But it's like they have lives that are that are going on while we're, you know, hanging out with Alex. So it would be nice to have some extra DEO characters. And if they were comic book characters, I think that would be even cooler. Yeah, I would love to see more from the DEO and, and meet some some new characters. I'm, I'm going to push for Director Bones. You know, <laughs> Director Bones are bust. He needs to show up. He's a weird character. He's 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 a genuine comic book character, and it would be really cool. And especially with all the alien stuff they have on the show, I think he would fit in. I don't think he would be weird. I mean, he would be weird, but it's it wouldn't be too off from all the other weird stuff that happens on the show. So I would definitely like to see uh, Director Bones and and possibly Cameron Chase come back into the fold and i i was thinking trying to think about some of those parks and rec characters wasn't wasn't there a lady on that floor that everybody was scared to go to oh yeah there was a uh what was the floor that everybody was afraid of? I, I forget someone is like screaming at us floor, right now or like the library like the running joke about the library or uh, what was a purred happily? <laughs> yes, you heard with purred. Or with Joan Calamezzo. Joan Calamezzo. Like, there were, yes. There were all these characters that, like, they weren't huge characters, but they would pop up when the when our like main characters would go to a place where you would see them. So, like, if they are doing an interview, it would be with some of the people we've already established are the the small like regional tv hosts like I, i'd like to see some of that in a, a little bit more of that kind of world building and super and i know that's probably not easy because that means that you have to keep the same actors on <laughs> for small background bits but still <laughs> yeah yeah um just so that people don't scream at us later it was the fourth floor yes <laughs> and the care the character i'm thinking of is ethel beavers <laughs> Yes. <laughs> she was good time. She was incredible. Great character. Um, but yeah, I agree. I mean, they've done some where like they have Agent Vasquez every now and then who comes in and she's an agent that, you know, we see a lot. But that's just the one character. And so that that sometimes is is a little frustrating because it seems like everybody knows Kara's secret. You know, does Kara have DEO friends other than when and Alex and John does she does she hang out? Do they eat lunch together? You know what is what is happening at the DEO? Speaking of the DEO and characters we haven't seen in a while, what's up with Space Granddad? How's he doing? Is he just making all that brown water at home? And like what? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen him since the holiday break, at least, right? Yeah, it's been a while since we've seen him. Uh, I'm I'm concerned that. Jean, like, is he just staying in the apartment? Is he allowed to go outside? Is he exploring National City by himself? 
what is he doing? I want to find out that he's taken up like like a sport, like he's on a sports team. He's like playing uh, ultimate frisbee or he's curling. Uh, <laughs> like he's doing. I mean, what is he doing with his time? Honestly, I, I want so much more of Space Granddad. <laughs> I want to say they had mentioned uh, his the possibility that he might take up chess. That seems right. In the back of my mind, I remember something about him possibly playing chess. So. That could be, that would also be a fun little storyline for him. Maybe he goes to the park. Maybe he takes up a game of chess with some people. Maybe that's how he learns about National City and Earth and human uh, human uh, interactions. Uh, I think that that would be a, a delightful episode. He, he He's a character that we could learn more about ourselves from because he would be looking at us from a totally new perspective, a totally new point of view. So yeah, I I, I do hope we get to see more of, of Mirren and what he's been up to. There were also some characters that came in in season one who unfortunately I think had to go because Cat Grant left. So when you, when you don't have Cat Grant, which is still so unfortunate, I think we all I think we all feel like the show, is lifted when she comes back. <laughs> oh, definitely. When her presence is made known, it just something something shifts, and it just is. I, I don't know what happens, but her her presence just makes everything better. Uh, but because there is no Cat Grant, there is also no longer Cat Grant's sons. So we lost Adam Foster, who was Cat's older son, and we also lost. Carter Grant, who was the youngest son who got in a little bit of trouble, who had a big crush on Supergirl. So there, those were some characters that I think they could have done some storylines with. And I think maybe they were going to do that if Callista had stayed around and Cat Grant became, uh, you know, continued to be a figure on the show. I think they would have maybe possibly done the big famous storyline from the comics where one of Cat, well, in the comics, Cat's son Adam is murdered by the Toy Man. And so I think they could have done that at some point, but because Callista is no longer part of, you know, the regular part of the show, that that's one of the the things that had to suffer, I guess, a little bit because they couldn't I mean, why why have Cat's kids on when there's no cat yeah that's true it's really sad though because i do think that they would have they would have had some good storylines with them and with her but i mean it's it's one of the saddest parts about the move to the cw yeah is that we lost calista flockhart because i think that she was such a great part of the first season and i think the show has always has always missed her and missed her presence. I think, I mean, I think it was last season when we got Snapper, they were kind of trying to recreate a Cat Grant-like character, but you're, uh, like, Cat Grant is Cat Grant. I think it's it's impossible to replace her. Yeah, and the thing that I always thought was really great about Cat having these two kids is that it... (laughs) I hate to say humanized because she is a human. We know that she's a human. But Kat always just seemed really put together and above all of us. Like she's just a million leagues above us. She seemed like she was always perfect. But she had these two kids that, you know, she had to be a mom to them. Sometimes she might not have made great decisions. Like with Adam, she struggled with her relationship with Adam. 
Um, there were things about her relationship with Carter that she had to work on a little bit. And even with her mother, like her mother disappeared too. We got a little bit of Cat Grant's mother and then she had to go away. Uh, so I always thought her family dynamic really brought out what made her relatable. Because I think sometimes when I look at Kat, I'd be like, she's got great clothes. She's super rich. She has that elevator that only she can ride in. Uh, There's not a lot that I can relate to her on. But then she would have these sweet moments with her sons. And I just, I found that really compelling about her character. Even her dynamic with Leslie, I think she brought out, you know, a, a... uh, dynamic of Kat's character where she seemed a little more human. Um, so I do miss that those those aspects have had to go because she had to go as well. That is unfortunate. Are there any other characters? I guess we could talk about Brian the Alien. I guess we could. I mean, it, if I'm being honest, the character I miss the most is Brian the Alien. <laughs> Brian, where have you been? What are you up to? You know he's he's just getting into scrapes causing all kinds of trouble he might be in prison morgan oh my god i never thought about that brian he, brian. he might have gotten we locked up <laughs> we haven't seen brian because he's in lockup right now he has done something that has put him behind some kind of bars and he's in trouble what if the opposite has happened what if brian has turned his life around and he's now the ceo of a small startup maybe maybe <laughs> we don't- <laughs> maybe he's he's just he's off the radar because he's so busy he's so busy being successful that he doesn't have time to pop up in the uh you know our cast of characters he's like i'm i'm way past you people now i'm on my first funding round i just i can't i can't <laughs> get you guys in right now <laughs> i mean he always did kind of dress like he was going to a business meeting even when he was doing crime so maybe whatever he was working on maybe it finally took off it finally panned out he was like finally i don't have to do this crime anymore (laughs) (laughs) so it could go either way maybe he's super successful and uh, on the straight and narrow or he's in prison maybe it finally maybe his life of crime finally caught up with him what if when um the crazy cult leader guy was in prison like we just saw him walk past brian the alien (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who is like running some like gambling scheme <laughs> behind bars in prison he's still doing some shenanigans you know you gotta hustle always hustling <laughs> those things are still happening uh yeah i think the brian the alien is a little bit of a mystery because we we would notice him in season two like it, there was not uh, a question about whether brian was in a scene he would be featured in scenes. He either had dialogue, there would be a close-up of him, <laughs> and we'd be like, yes, that's Brian the Alien. But if he has shown up this season, I have not seen him. I, I saw that he was credited uh, as appearing in the, the season three premiere, but I didn't see him, Morgan. I feel like if Brian the Alien showed up in an episode, we would know. Not only would we know, but if we didn't notice, I feel like our listeners would tweet at us to tell us that Brian the Alien was in the episode. I think so. And I don't remember any of those tweets. I I don't (laughs) recall anyone uh, pointing that out. And I do think that someone would have caught it. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I I trust our listeners to let us know when Brian the Alien is in an episode. Constant vigilance, people. 
Just be always on the lookout for Brian the alien. You never know when he's going to pop up. That's how I live my life, constantly waiting for Brian the alien to show up. <laughs> so I, I would like to see what he's doing now. Hopefully he's okay, whether or not he's uh, a successful businessman or if he is uh, trying uh, to get out of jail. I don't know what's happening with him right now, but hopefully he's okay. Uh, but yeah, we have not seen anything. Uh, I hope it's not gonna end up to where the world killers are, you know, running amok in National City. And I, I hope that they do not hurt Brian the alien. I hope it's not one of those cases where he is under attack from one of the world killers. I hope that does not uh, become one of the cases. Hopefully Supergirl would save him if that were to be the case. But that's that's where my worry goes that he'll be attacked oh, by no. a world killer. That's that's worst case scenario, Brian. That's you, that's why you got to turn your life around, man. Got to get got to get out of those trouble situations. Livewire did. That's true. Livewire was like, I can't be, you know, getting involved in these criminal activities anymore because someone is out on the loose who's trying to hunt down criminals. So maybe maybe Brian is off the grid. Maybe maybe that's why we haven't seen him. He's underground now. Maybe he maybe he's doing the same thing that Livewire did, where. He had been in some shady stuff, and he thought maybe rain was going to come after him, and so he's he's been laying low. I think that's what happened. I think he's just waiting it out until Supergirl can stop the world killers. Maybe maybe then maybe then he'll pop back up. I hope so. I hope so as well. Um, okay, and we did mention uh, Snapper Carr, with who I I think. Uh, I would like to see come back uh, only for, I mean, for multiple reasons, <laughs> but mainly one reason to hear him snap, because I think that that is something that is owed to us. Yes. I, th- I think if you're going to have Snapper Car on the show, he needs to snap. He needs to snap. We we need just just once. Just once. We're not asking. We're not asking for the robot hands anymore. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've given up on the robot hands. I want it, but I know I'm not going to get it. But I just want to snap. Just one snap. Just give us one snap. I mean, I want the whole journey. I want the... <laughs> and also the robot hands. <laughs> I, want, I want the, I want the uh, you know, former Justice League sidekick who turns into a supervillain who then uh, gets superpowered teleportation abilities by snapping his fingers and then, oops, his hand gets cut off. I want that whole journey. We want to go on that journey with him. <laughs> yes, I want that whole journey, that whole snapper car mythology I want from the show. But if I cannot have that, I will settle for a snap or two. We're being so generous. Please just give us the snap. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if he just came back for one episode, like looked dead into the camera? snapped and then walked away like that's the last time we see him (laughs) (laughs) they're like fine monumental it would be history in the making Uh, (laughs) i would enjoy that me too so snapper snapper is a a character who unfortunately and i i guess this is maybe another actor commitment thing maybe they were like we can't figure out a reason for snapper to be around this season maybe he didn't fit in the story that they were trying to tell uh but for some reason he's not around and maybe that's partially to uh you know uh to play into why car is not doing a lot of reporting anymore is because she doesn't really have that connection uh with snapper so um 
Yeah, and and with Snapper, I think it would be interesting to see the dynamic, you know, with Lena being there at Catco. How would Lena and Snapper interact? Would they have a, you know, would they butt heads? Would she be like, you're a weird dude because your name is Snapper, but you don't snap? Like, what would she have to say about (laughs) that? I don't know. Uh, So there are a lot of things with Snapper that, you know, just... uh, haven't materialized because he, I guess, can't fit in with the show this season. So may- maybe he'll come back. Maybe maybe we'll get to revisit his character at some point. I still have hope. Don't ever give up. If Supergirl has taught us anything, it's to always have hope. That's true. That's true. I'll, n- I'll never give up on you, Snapper. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there are, there are lots of characters. Like, we haven't seen Pres- President Marsden in a while. We know she's out there. I think she's still president. I don't think it's been an election year for them yet. <laughs> I don't think they've had a new election. Uh, even though they talked about President Marsden in a way that I don't think would have been applicable to President Marsden uh, when when they had that episode with Maggie's father. It was like, what? What is happening? I don't know that President Marsden... Oh, Marston... yeah, that's that's right. I forgot about that, where they're like, did you forget what world you're in? Yeah, <laughs> I, d- I don't know what happened with that. So I, I'm assuming President Marsden is still president, but maybe that has changed. Who knows? Uh, non at some point, I think at the end of season one, he was lobotomized. So maybe he's somewhere. I don't know where he is. Um, I have questions about Indigo. Could she come back if she's like all technology, even though Martian Manhunter like ripped her in half? Could she still be alive? I would like her to still be alive because she was a cool villain and her nails freaked me out. (laughs) She had the best (laughs) hand acting of anyone. Such good hand acting. Such good hand act. Like the, thing. The, best I, hand thing. the best I've ever seen. I was always very intrigued by what she was doing with her nails. Um, she she really worked those things. She she did a bang up job. Uh, so I would like to see her come back. And especially like since now we have Brainiac 5, what's the deal with that? Is she, are they related? I don't think they've specifically said that. I don't know if they... I can't remember now if they actually called her Brainiac 8 on the show. They usually refer to her as Indigo. Yeah. So I don't know if they if they have established that connection fully. Um, if anybody wants to remind me, feel free. Email us at supergirlradio.gmail.com. Uh, but I'm now curious about the, the connection between Brainiac 5 and Indigo. How are they related? Are they going to, you know, make that a thing? Um, how does that work even if she is somehow a descendant of Brainiac 5? How does that work with the future and the time travel? My brain, I, I can't deal with that. <laughs> um, so I have a lot of questions about that. And then, of, of course, you know, Maxima even showed up in one episode just for a little cameo. And then she got off uh, the show because she was re-imprisoned at the DEO. So there, there are a lot of characters who, who just kind of popped up for little one-off appearances, but they, they were good enough appearances that I was just like, man, it would be cool to see them again. Gone but not forgotten. Yeah, so maybe one day they will show back up and grace us with their presences again. But I guess that's going to do it for this discussion, Morgan. I think we've covered a lot of ground with all the forgotten of Supergirl, all the drop storylines, all the characters uh, that we miss, that we wish would come back. 
Um, so uh, before we wrap up this episode, though, we have some emails from some listeners. We have some feedback. Uh, so first up, we have an email from a listener named Gloria who writes in Spanish when she sends us an email. Uh, <laughs> but I have tried to use the uh, the wonders of the Internet and the uh, free translations that we can get through the glories of the Internet. So I'm hoping that I translated this well, Gloria. I don't speak Spanish uh, I, I tried to learn it when I was a, a kid, but I'm not very good. I'm definitely not fluent. So I would have a lot of trouble trying to write you back in Spanish. Um, but from what I can gather from the translations that I did through the internet, <laughs> this is what Gloria wrote to us. Uh, she said, quote, what Purity says to Kara about her being broken and having a great void because she has lost something is not only because of Monel. Kara has lost faith in herself. She suffers a lot when she loses someone, and that does not let her concentrate well. I want Kara to recover her hope and joy despite all of the losses that have been many in her short life, and I hope that Kara and Monel get back together. And Gloria says, I am very excited for what is coming. So um, I think Gloria makes a really good point, and I think that's something that the show talked about, uh, about how uh, super. I think even um, our favorite cult leader, uh, Chad Lowe, I think he. Oh, even, yeah. I think he even directly tells her that she's lost her faith. She doesn't have her faith. So I think that that's a really good point. That it's 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 something that she's going to have to. I think find again or rediscover her, her. And I think she did a little bit uh, in last week's episode where she she had the hope, but then she lost it, and she had to kind of find that back again, especially with Alex's example. And so I think she's going to have to to really dig in and find her faith in order to beat the world killers. Um, we also have an email from Mauricio about the fight choreography on the show. Uh, Mauricio writes, I'm spoiled with Arrow. Every male and female actor on that show gets time to show off such amazing choreography with their fight scenes. But when I watch Supergirl, I don't know why it bothers me. But with the exception of Alex, I feel like Supergirl and every bad guy of the week can't fight. Purity can't throw a punch or get into hand-to-hand combat. Are you guys okay with this? Or do you want some Arrow-level action? So what do you think about that, Morgan? What, what, what do you think about the comparisons between the two? Yeah, I, I do kind of like the more grounded like realistic kind of fighting um but i feel like with a character like supergirl you're not usually gonna get that like you'd have to i mean we might get some i we got some of that i feel like a little bit with um supergirl's fight with rain oh it was yeah just big a, time like a brawl yeah but for the most part i mean you really need to get your villain to be at her level uh, so that it has to be a pretty scary villain. And uh, usually with a scary villain, you're going to have to, that's, that's your like villain of the season. So uh, you're, we'll probably get some really good hand to hand kind of fight stuff with rain towards the end of the season. But it doesn't necessarily bother me that they're, uh, that Supergirl's fighting is more, um, I don't know, a little bit more CGI, a little bit more, um, a little bit less grounded than the arrow stuff. Yeah, I think the big differences are the, the fact, especially with, you know, Oliver Queen. I mean, you have some other characters on Arrow who have meta abilities like canary cries and things like that, where they're a little, little more super powered. But most of the people on Arrow, 
do a lot of hand-to-hand combat because that's what they have at their disposal. With Supergirl, you do have a lot more flying and heat vision and all those different things that you can use in order to fight the bad guy. So I I think those are the big differences and why it, it sort of separates the, the two of those shows and, and separates them from each other. Um, I actually like the... Supergirl stuff because it's cool to see some of that. Like I like seeing uh, Supergirl flying in the air, fighting Overgirl, you know, heat visioning each other. I think that that stuff is really neat because you don't get to see that on on, on a lot of shows. I, I think I see a lot more fighting like Arrow on other TV series, uh, TV shows, but with Supergirl, it's stuff that you don't get to see all the time. So I I, I like that a lot. Yeah, that's really true. And our final email comes from a listener named Christy who writes, quote, I had a very different take on Monel from last week's episode, Both Sides Now. I thought he showed quite a bit of change in character in that he was open with Jean and then took the advice and was open with Imra and not Kara. I took this as a sign that they would not go the route of a love triangle. However, I know that this is the CW and they do not do relationships and romance well. That's actually very true. Uh, Christy goes goes on to say, but it did give me hope for no love triangle. I think this honesty is not what anyone wants to hear, but for him, this was a huge step. I appreciated his honesty, and it is fair that he does not know if he is still in love with her. He does seem committed to Imra and wants to do the right thing. I saw much more depth with his character than I ever have and went full mon positive, unquote. <laughs> full mon positive. That's that's pretty big. That is big. And so, I, Christy, I really appreciate you um, writing in to, to share those mon positive thoughts. Um, I, and I think that's a fair point that, you know, he was honest that he, even if I thought he took a little too long to answer that question about, do you still love her or whatever? Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe he, uh, maybe he was hiding a little bit, but I do think that he tried to be honest with Emra and it does seem like they're trying to work through whatever this is. So I, I, I do think that that is something that showed a little bit more of his growth that he's trying to figure it out. Maybe he doesn't know exactly what he feels, but he's, he's trying to get there. Yeah, that was the moment in the episode where I kind of I kind of had a little bit of faith that maybe they might not go the full love triangle route because I was like, well, he you know, he could just hide his his feelings or he could not deal with them. But he is going to her and talking to her about it. So may so maybe they're not going to do I feel like there's no possibility they're not going to do the love triangle because, you know, the CW. <laughs> but I think from from Monel's perspective, that was that was a good thing for him to do is to be honest with her yeah and he could have shoved it to the side like no 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 big deal you know he could have just acted like it was no big thing but he did admit that he didn't know what he felt and that you know it could go either way and he had to figure it out so at least he wasn't pushing it aside like it was no big deal he is taking it seriously and I think his chat with Jean showed that he was because initially he he didn't want to talk about it but then he uh, he opened himself up and and took some of John's advice. So there is some character growth there. And so even if uh, I'm still a little hesitant about po- possible love triangles, at least they are taking that seriously. And we have some snap judgments. In the game of snap judgments, each person is presented with two options, but must only choose one. First instincts are recommended and explanations are unnecessary. 
so exciting. Um, these ones were sent in by at Nikki uh, underscore Renee on Twitter. Okay, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. Here are our snap judgments. Okay. Jean revealing his secret to us or Cara revealing her secret to Lena. <laughs> I just got the job revealing the secret to us. Oh my God. Oh, I want to know so bad. Um, <laughs> hmm. I think I'm going to go Jean revealing his secret to us. I really want to know what it is. I so badly want uh, Cara to tell Lena. But man, I need to know Jean's secret, so I'm going Jean. Feeling <laughs> <laughs> your secret to us. I'm sorry. Oh my god, I need to know what is it. <laughs> um, okay, next snap judgment: Kara and Monel together or single Kara? Ooh, I I feel like there's there's not a good answer to this. <laughs> uh, I I'm gonna go single Kara. Yeah, me too. Single Kara. I I think I think you know time for herself <laughs> it's always it's always good to have a little me time just a little you time just schedule it in cara <laughs> um okay who would you rather have back on the show snapper car or jeremiah danvers this is actually a, a very uh, fitting snap judgment for this topic in this podcast episode that we have it really is. that we have just discussed um because these are two dropped uh characters who have disappeared from the show. Did Nikki know what the theme was going to be? No. Oh, my just, God. <laughs> just happened to correlate to what we ended up discussing. Kind of amazing, actually. And also the Jean revealing his secret. I think I think Jean's secret is also maybe considered a drop storyline. <laughs> Perhaps the most important drop storyline. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it was it was supposed to be in the episode, but then I, they obviously cut it out because it was in the description, and then it never happened in the episode. So that I think that would be considered a drop storyline. So a lot of these <laughs> snap judgments are <laughs> very fitting. Oh, okay. So who would we rather have on the show, Snapper or Jeremiah? Oh, that's tough. Oh, that's really hard. I know. I mean, I'm gonna have to go Snapper Car. I'm going to have to go Snapper on this one. Snapper has our hearts, so I have to go Snapper too. <laughs> no judgments on your Snap judgments. As much as I want to see what's going on with Jeremiah, Jeremiah Danvers is the more uh, emotional, em emotionally compelling storyline, I feel like. Yes. And yet, I just want that Snap so badly <laughs> <laughs> that I will give up anything for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you uh, at Nikki underscore Renee for uh, sending us those snap judgments. We appreciate everybody who wrote in and uh, gave us some feedback. Uh, but that's going to do it for this whole episode on and maybe the first part of many episodes that we do on this subject. Uh, <laughs> but we're, that's that's our attempt at looking back on some of these storylines and characters that we miss from the CW Supergirl. So uh, we'll, we'll have to see if maybe they show up at some point on down the road uh, but if you'd like to contact supergirl radio you can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com and i just want to stress that i think we should stress <laughs> this in every episode that if you ever disagree with anything that we say on the podcast please email us email us at supergirlradio gmail.com tell us why we are wrong just do it you know politely of course i mean do it nicely don't don't be a don't be a jerk about it you don't have to be a jerk about it <laughs> <laughs> um but you know explain why you disagree 
we would love that. Uh, you can also do that on the website. You can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at 678-718-7252. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. Uh, you can listen to us on Google Play, iHeartRadio, and now on Spotify. You can listen to us there in our podcast episodes, but also uh, you can check out our playlist that we've created that has music from the show and music about Supergirl. Uh, we are also listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com forward slash dc-fans. We are available on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher Radio, so if you've got some time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a, a review. And if you are like, Rebecca, that is so much information that you've just given me. <laughs> I cannot, I, I can't write everything down. I don't know where to go. Just go to supergirlradio.com and you'll find all of those links to all of our social media, all of our uh, places where you can sc- subscribe to us. You can find all that stuff on supergirlradio.com on the right side of the page. Supergirl Radio is a part of the DCTV podcast network. So if you also like Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, iZombie, Black Lightning, Krypton, Titans, and classic DC TV shows, you can subscribe to DCTV Podcasts on Apple Podcasts and follow at DCTV Podcasts on Twitter and like DCTV Podcasts on Facebook. Okay, I will grant you that is a lot of saying DCTV. I think DCTV is also kind of hard to say. It's like a tongue twister. I think that's the real problem with this. It's not just the amount of shows. It's the tongue twister nature of DCTV. It doesn't it doesn't really flow as well as some of the other words. I I can feel I can feel your pain. We'll we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll figure out another way to say that. And you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at derbykid. That's D E R B Y K I D. I've I've been doing a lot of tweeting and retweeting retw- about uh, the Justice League movie and the the period of mourning I'm still in <laughs> uh, about that movie. I still think you should get a black veil to wear. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get a black veil and just uh, just know that if you ever see me wearing it, it's because I'm mourning uh, the Zack Snyder cut that we did not get. Uh, so I am still uh, going through that period of mourning. So just bear with me on Twitter. Uh, but if you want to see pretty pi- pictures I post, uh, you can do that occasionally on Instagram at the Derby Kid. That's T-H-E-D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D. Uh, you can watch some videos of mine over at YouTube.com slash DuckMilkProd. And uh, if you want to uh, hear some thoughts about uh, said Justice League movie, you can also hear some Justice League thoughts over on uh, JLU Podcast at uh, JLUniverse.Podomatic.com. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Mojotastic. That's M-O-J-O-T-A-S-T-I-C. And you can also find me as a co-host on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. As uh, as you might be listening to this, you might be like, oh, hey, Legends of Tomorrow is back. Uh, it is back. We are back, but not uh, quite yet. <laughs> we're, we're, uh, we're going to be recording our episode on uh, the Sunday that the Legends of Tomorrow episode is came out so the this sunday coming up so it should be released next week if you're uh, looking for that if you're like hey where are the legendary ladies um we are around (laughs) (laughs) and we are getting to it as fast as we can um so i think i think maybe after this we'll figure out a more consistent schedule that'll be a little bit less um um flexible this season but who knows that's part of the charm. <laughs> that reminds me of uh, Jenna Maroney from Thirty Rock. Uh, there was, there was, I forget what she was talking about, but she at one point she was like, "Let me get there." 
Just let me <laughs> get there. And I, I'm, we, we have to just let the legendary ladies get there. Just let exactly. them get there when they get there. <laughs> that's, that's our unofficial motto of the show. <laughs> let us get there. <laughs> we're, try- we're trying so hard. <laughs> uh, well, uh, we have a lot of, to look forward to uh, with that podcast because I am a fan. I am a fan. I listen to it even though I'm not going to watch the show now that it has come back and replaced Supergirl. But I'll still listen to the podcast to hear what you have to say about it. So I'm a big fan. Uh, well, until uh, next time, we'll we'll be back with the, even with the hiatus. We'll be talking about some stuff. So until the next time that we do, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. I'm still Morgan Glennon. And while these characters and storylines might be gone, they haven't been forgotten. <laughs> <laughs>